we are back with another episode of the black box podcast i'm your host john and i'm your host ahmed and you're probably thinking what it's kind of weird i guess see us while we say the same intro that we say in like every episode but i guess on uh big things to come soon um but on today's episode we have walter king and he is going to tell you guys about some of his really dope businesses that he runs uh, with his family. And um, this dude kind of just defines the mold or fits the mold of an entrepreneur. Um, John, I know like you were, you knew him uh, beforehand too. And um, I guess, do you have? Yeah. Yeah. No, me, me and Walter kind of grew up playing against each other in basketball. And then as we grew older, in high school and into college, I saw that he started these businesses. So as we've, you know, been moving on with this podcast and meeting great people, I kept seeing his content show up. So I reached out to him, got him on and he's got three cool businesses. They're all kind of centered around the same thing, but each fill their own niche. Uh, And it's providing like entertainment and fun environments for kids. So we'll let him talk more about them, but let's get into it. Let's do it. We're super excited to uh, announce on Black Box that we have our first advertisement, and it is with our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests. Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show. So tune in, check out the podcast discount link in our show notes, and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. Hey guys, we're really excited to tell you guys about Black Ice. The black-owned jewelry business uh, owned by Sean Moore, who we've had on the podcast before. And if you just think about it, black box, black ice, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, jewelry in itself, obviously it's flashy, but, you know, on black box, we like to talk more about the investment aspect. Gold jewelry as well as watches are a physical asset class in their own, which is a bit safer. And if you've seen the markets in the past year or so, stock market and crypto have been down a lot, whereas gold is really good at preserving its value. And that's what it's known for. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that I've worked with him before personally to get a gift from my mother that was also a slightly custom piece as well. Uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Sean. He was easy. He was flexible. The price was fair. And, you know, I met up with him quick and easy transaction. And my mom loved the gift and it turned out great. Yeah. So if all of this sounds good to you, you could check out his website or his socials. Um, it's Black Ice NYC, but it's black with a V instead of an A. And if you're looking for something stock, you could find it there. But he also does custom goods and he specializes in doing custom things with a quick turnaround. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're looking for a specific item, especially with, you know, watches, Sean loves to do sourcing. And because he's in the business, it's a little bit better pricing than going directly through retail and working with, you know, the corporations. We also think it's a bit better. And we talk about that on the pod that you'd be supporting, you know, an upcoming entrepreneur and a small business instead of going and giving your money to these big corporations anyway. Yeah. So again, we're so excited to partner with Black Ice and be sure to check the description down below for uh, hit Sean's socials and his website and stay tuned for cool opportunities coming very soon. Just don't forget to mention the black box sent you.
All right, Mr. Walter King. I, I want to start off by saying you have one of the freshest last names I've ever heard. But uh, I guess, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Walter King. Um, I'm from Westchester, New York, 25 years old, and I'm an entrepreneur. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I mean, before we start from the beginning and have you kind of walk us through, mm-hmm. you want to just talk real quick about the three I guess endeavors or more if you're if you just haven't released any yet whatever you want to talk about yeah definitely so I own um, three unique businesses all surrounded um, by kids the first one I started with was a mobile video game truck so that's your typical trailer um, I go to people's house and then I host birthday parties I did that for about four years up until I started um, my home location that I'm at now which is called Kings and Queens Fun Place that's an arcade. Um, we got everything, virtual reality, uh, arcade games, streaming room, like you name it. Um, it's really innovative and it's different. A lot of people haven't seen something like this in Westchester. So it's really cool to um, kind of bring it to Westchester and, and meet all the different people through my business. The last business I actually just launched is called um, Kings and Queens Party Patrol. So what that is, is it's a fire, it's a decommissioned fire truck. That's almost like a party bus. Um, we do it, we use it for a whole bunch of different things. Um, proms, bar mitzvahs, um, bachelor parties, a whole bunch of different stuff, but it's just a, in a nutshell, it's a, it's a fire truck. It looks just like a fire truck, but it's a party bus. That's pretty Actually, fresh. Okay. No, I'm hyped for this episode because like you said, they're all three of them are pretty unique businesses or not like the typical, all right, I own like 50 properties and I cash flow this much every month. Like you went a little bit of a different route than everyone else. Uh, and also one of the things too, I don't want to be OD, but like, uh, you know, normally when you go to the kind of places that, you know, Kings and Queens fun place, those similar things that are maybe in the areas around where we live, they're usually, they feel like mad outdated, a little bit dingy, kind of dirty, like not well kept. All so the videos tr- you have, it's clean as hell. Like, and it, it's been open for a bit. Like, you know, people have worn on it, but it seems like you do a really good job at keeping it like modern. Bro, it's the, uh, it's a 2022 Chuck E. Cheese's, <laughs> bro. Like, like, you know, he's nah, not. don't even serve- do it like that. <laughs> nah, nah, he's not. Like, if you think about it, you would go there for a similar purpose, right? Yeah. To yeah. like have, have a fun day. And I feel like Chuck E. Cheese, like, is just like, like they're ass now, right? The whole conspiracy oh. theory about like they're pizza, like using pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that is garbage, bro. But um, it's actually funny though because like you would like be surprised like who actually is like tapping in and like paying attention to what you're doing. But like, there's a few things in my place that I never seen anyone do, and and now all of a sudden like. Chuck E. Cheese is doing something similar. David Buster is doing something similar. You name it, sports time. Like, so it's funny um, just watching, like, kind of your competitors, like, pick and choose what they're taking from, like, your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But definitely, I feel like, you know, that unless you have patents on things that are unique inventions, that happening is really commonplace, but it definitely should be taken as a compliment. Like, and also those big companies have the money to throw around to have people that just look and monitor what other type of businesses are doing and low-key steal their ideas. <laughs> Definitely, bro. I thought was, there was a couple of times, like, I thought, like, I was going crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the only one doing this. Why they got this down? 
but they definitely be tapped in, bro. People be watching for sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I want to ask you just a quick random question about your businesses. Do you serve food at any of your places? Because I feel like that would add an entire layer of complexity. Yeah. So at the fun place where I'm at now, we sell food, um, alcoholic beverages, uh, refreshments. We have a whole bunch of stuff that we sell here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's stuff pretty dope. It's more, more mobile. So, I mean, that's kind of just, you know, I'm yeah. real quick and then I'm out of there. But if you come here, we have a whole bunch of stuff. I guess. Nice. Uh, when did you start to develop this mindset that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Like, did it come from someone in your family? Did you know, like before you did the truck or was that just something you were like, all right, I'm going to dive into this and try it. Um, so both my parents owned businesses since I was a young kid, my dad owned the gas station and my mom owned the daycare, both again, like really unique. Like you never yeah. really see people that like own gas stations. They're kind of more like franchises type thing. And then, yeah similar things with daycares. So um, just growing up and watching them be their own boss kind of inspired me. But at the same time, I always kind of had a boss mindset since I was younger. Like I was big on sports. Like I played basketball my whole life. Um, I even looked at that as a business. Um, I tell people all the time, like I played basketball strictly to get me to college for free. I didn't play to go pro. I didn't play to try to make a, um, a career out of it. I just needed it to get me to college for free so I could get my degree. So um, I always knew like I had a, I had a business mindset. I just didn't necessarily know like what was for me type of thing. And then once I kind of found my niche, my mind just kept going and going. And then I just, I just went with it, you know? Yeah. I feel you. I guess what, what made you decide to go this route? Was it, you know, passionate about, making you know a fun environment for kids that's safe or like is it just you were thinking about unique avenues to go down um well my mom since my mom owns a daycare i was looking at ways to just expand a foundation that they already created um i was going to do like some type of car wash thing and kind of branch off from my dad's gas station but i didn't know the the lifeline on on something like that i knew that there's always going to be kids. Kids are always going to want to have fun. So I kind of just went off my mom's business and then I just expanded it. We both, everyone, my whole family, we just started going crazy, opening this, opening that. That's awesome. Ahead. That's awesome. All right. So like, how, how, did you have to like go get licenses and stuff like that to serve all of this stuff? Like, how did you learn how to do all of this? So it's still a learning process. Like I, someone came in the other day and was like basically telling me that I needed licensing for some of my machines in here. Like by each one of my machines, there should be like, I guess like some type of like certification on the wall that said it passed some type of like inspection. But again, no one told me this type of thing. So it's all a learning process. Um, And yeah, pretty much we just learn day by day type of thing. Me and my mom, um, she's she's my biggest supporter. I tell people that all the time. Like I tell my mom, Mom, look, I want to go to Mars. She's she's with it. Yo, let's go. How are we gonna do it? All right. Like that's that's the type of mom I have. So that's really um all I need. You know, if my mom gives me the green light and I know she got my back, we're we're rocking out, like win, lose, or draw. So it's all a learning process. I definitely don't have all the answers, 
But um, the moment we turned the key and entered this door, we kind of just took it day by day. You know, like we didn't have an exact strategy. We didn't have a plan. We kind of just had a vision and we executed it. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless, which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach you know, guests on how to set up a podcast if they haven't been on one before, we basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, if you want to use those, uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash blackbox, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-X. It's time to share your story. That's, that's, awesome. that's fire. Really good way to say it. Also, I feel like people don't always realize how effective it is to have, you know, family members or really close friends in your corner that are always supporting you and, yeah. you know, and standing by you and giving you a helping hand when you need, because when you're alone and you're trying to go like figure something out, like you said, no one's, there's no like handbook to do this stuff, especially with these unique businesses that you're doing way less of that exists. So you really do just have to take it day by day and kind of just roll with the punches we had a guy on uh, our last episode. I don't know when this episode is going to release, maybe a few months from now, or a couple of months, but his term is course correcting. He says everything he does every day is course correcting, like stopping, analyzing and figuring out, is this going to get me closer to my goal or is it going to take me farther? And how do I got to move like based on that? Yeah, 100%. Damn. Um, all right. So... Like just looking at your like background, right? Can you tell us like some details about about your your place? I mean, yeah, bro. The aesthetics in here are, are crazy. Like this is like some like universal shit without going to universal. You know what I'm saying? Like we got the craziest like stuff in here. Like everything in here is animated. I have it off right now. I just don't want to hear that. But like. I see giraffe. zebra. That zebra, bro. That shit looks fresh. Got an elephant on this side, but like all those things, they move, like they yell, they make noises. I got dinosaurs all throughout the place that like scream and get loud. Like, um, <laughs> really see. cool. Like, I'll show you even like if you look straight up right here, the lights yeah. have um, like different like jungle themed and leaves all hanging from it and stuff. Like the place is definitely like unique like you can't find this anywhere else and like people ask me all the time like where you get this stuff and i like i don't even know bro like my mom is just i was about to ask you who's your supplier <laughs> my mom is like a visionary i'm more like on the logistics side of things like how like if it makes sense like or how many tables we should put in the front but once we put the tables in the front my mom is she got her leaves going the creative and yeah, yeah. decoration stuff exactly so that's pretty much but as far as the place goes the aesthetics like bro this is universal without going to universal really like awesome that. so i guess at what point did you realize that you wanted to take it from like you had the gaming truck that was successful i guess that was enough 
for you to not have to, you know, go pursue a job or were you working a job at that point too? Or, um, so I, I managed a few different jobs. Um, again, that's when I worked at a restaurant. I also was a project manager for, uh, a big construction company in the city. So I did that for about four right. or five months. It just like, it wasn't for me. So yeah. I started the game and truck. But at the same time I was doing the game truck, I also was running my mom's after school program. So um, as far as money went, I mean, you know, too much money, like ain't enough money, honestly, but I was never really like pressed with money. I more so wanted to create opportunities for other people and create jobs for other people. And I could, there's but so many people I could hire on the game truck. Yeah. You know, so um, that's, that. that's what was like a big turning point for me. Now that I have the fun place, I kind of could, hire whoever I want, you know, I need a janitor, I need a cashier, I need a, a manager, like I kind of dictate who I could put in position to create a career for themselves. So I guess, sure. uh, are you, you're also looking at it as a way to like, you know, provide opportunity for the community, like give something back to the community as well. Where in Westchester are you? Like, are you the same, been in, living in the same place and it like means a lot to you or? Um, yeah, that that's big for me. I mean, this is like my backyard. I know everyone here from, you know, the lawyers to the judges to whoever. So um, it is cool being here and I do enjoy it a lot because a lot of times um, the people that are circling back are just people that I know since I was a pup, you know? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Damn. No, that's actually fresh. You got me thinking about uh about jack and your entire thing bro <laughs> i might just have to steal your ideas bro yeah no it's crazy though because i tell people it's like that's my ultimate goal is to franchise this yep home. i don't want just the one here in peak skill like nah i want them in san fran and tampa and miami like I, I want these everywhere so people can experience um what i'm offering you know what i mean yeah, no. Nah, if if you're if you're ever trying to expand, bro, hit hit us up. We got you. We'll 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 take care of the real estate side of things. Unless unless you already got that covered too. No, that's where I'm actually lacking at. You know, I'm paying a lot of people like out this way. At least you don't see too many um vacant like spaces for sale only really for rent and people want an arm and a leg out here you know we're, we're yeah, kind of sure. where the money's at i'm in like the suburbs a little bit so that's the biggest pill to swallow for us right now it's just the rent and the overhead we're paying every month but hopefully you know things go well chips fall where they may be and then we could buy a building yeah well, no, that would be fresh well yeah especially when you start things up usually for the first couple of years you just got to push through and Usually it's just figuring out ways to make it work. It helps that you guys have two family businesses and then you can get, use what you need to and kind of make the numbers work, especially because I guess, did you build this, uh, the fun place off of uh, your mother's business? Like, is it under the same type of information or you opened up something entirely different? It's not actually linked. Yeah. So it's, it's linked in a sense. I mean, they're two separate um, entities, but um it is under one umbrella. Like we, we kind of like try to somehow tie even the name, something as simple as the names. Like okay. the game and truck is called little Kings and Queens game and truck. The fun place yeah. is little Kings and Queens fun place. The fire truck is little Kings and Queens party patrol. Like everything falls underneath the same. And what's the name of the, the daycare? Is it 
Kings and Queens daycare. Gotcha. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, Underneath that. Yeah. So I guess we also were, we can dive back into this stuff, but we were chatting before we started recording about like general investing stuff. How much are you into that or how long have you been into that? So I have mixed emotions about it, honestly. Um, The key to wealth is investing for sure. But, you know, when I jumped in, I kind of, I didn't really have too much knowledge on it. Um, I have a financial advisor. He kind of invests for me, but my focus, my main focus is just kind of on the businesses and making the money. As far as investing and stuff, I just don't really have the time to like really study it, you know? So investing is extremely important for me. I just, um, I kind of just leave it up to my financial advisor. Especially with like social media and everything going on with like all these um, day traders and just everyone like putting out information. You kind of don't, it's like misleading. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that you got to sort through. Like there's a a bunch of BS that usually it's just people that are Mm -hmm. selling a service and then they pretend they're making money from trading, but it's really just them making money off the service. Of people not paying for not everyone could be right, bro. Cause people have literally direct opposite opinions. So someone has to be wrong. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and check out our coupon code below. If you're interested to utilize their tools. Yeah, bro. And they, and they have blue checks and it looks deceiving cause they have everything legitimate, but, the information they're putting out may not necessarily be like, you know, everybody's yeah. situation is different. That's what I learned like off of like social media is like these people are giving all this different advice on like what to invest in and what's like buy the dip and all this different stuff. But everyone's pockets is different. What people can afford to lose is different and people's timeline is just different. Yeah. So that's the first thing that has to be talked about when speaking about investing, you know, because 5,000 may be like a, a pinch to me, but, 5,000 to someone else may be like, damn, I just lost my whole, like, shit I've been saving for. So um, I take all that shit on Instagram with, like, a grain of salt. And I kind of just let my financial advisor, like, do his thing. But you know how the market is right now, bro. It is what it is. Yeah. No, no, no. That's definitely smart. Because uh, in order to get to a point where you feel, like, competent trading and comfortable handling a lot of your own money, it takes years. So if you are focusing on building a business at the same time, it's you know, nearly impossible if you want to get sleep and have like a social life and all that shit. Yeah. So if you can't have a financial advisor, it's perfectly okay. Leaving it up to them. It's just good to have that, you know, base of knowledge just in case you need to make some decision decisions on your own. Um, yeah. The thing I was going to say about the, the trading though, is there's a lot of not even in trading, but crypto too. There's just so many like sus people out there that, of course they want to tell you to buy the dip and keep like staying involved because they're just really trying to sell you a service. They're trying to sell you a discord group or a paid uh, website or whatever YouTube series, whatever it is. And that's kind of how they do it. But there are definitely a handful of legitimate investors out there. It's just hard to understand who's who because everyone's posting that cool motivational video with like a $50,000 profit. Like they just locked it in or whatever, like all that shit. So yeah, I mean we've we've been lucky to have a few like good traders on the 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 podcast as well, but yeah. you know that came with me like looking into who they are on their social media and like figuring out if they're actually doing legitimate work. So 
Definitely. All right. I know, I know this is a bit of like a different topic, but before, before we have to let you go, I want, I want to make sure to ask you like, what was the effect of COVID on your businesses or did you start them during COVID? Like, so, um, the gaming truck, I started literally like right before COVID hit. Um, that wasn't really affected too much by it only because I didn't have any overhead with the gaming truck. There's once you had all the materials. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to really do anything besides put gas in the generator. And I had like some insurance to pay, but outside of that, there was nothing to really, um, I I didn't have any expenses. The fun place I started during COVID, which was a huge risk, but I kind of knew that, um, you know, it had to, it had to come to an end eventually. So the landlord ended us giving ended up giving us like a few months free rent. So we were kind of just taking our time with it. We weren't really too pressed on like the whole COVID thing, but now that we're kind of in a recession, um, I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of keep the money flowing. Um, thinking of like a subscription based model for the business where like, instead of coming in and like, um, paying for like, I don't know, like an hour of play, you kind of just have a subscription. And what that would do for me as a business owner is it's going to create cash flow and um, it'd be a better price for the customer. So um, yeah, I've been trying to lean towards more so like a subscription-based model because this recession, I mean, like who knows, bro? Who knows? It's like some, something you, new. Yeah. Have you been looking into any like statistical analysis of like how much you price your like to get in at and what the prizes actually cost you to buy and the food and everything. Like how much have you gotten down into the nitty gritty of that? So not it's hard to do so. everything, you know, like there's literally a million things you could work on for the business. It's like, you just got to pick and choose the few hundred percent. So not as much as I should, bro, just to be completely honest with you. I mean, that would require me like hiring someone like completely different to like monitor that type of thing. That's how big of a um, task it is. But for sure. Um, I mean, bro, like there's so much like, you know, we got to buy, I got to buy the beverages, the chips, the prize. Like it's just so much. Sometimes I kind of just put all the money in account and then just disperse. You try to like get hooked up with the right suppliers of all this stuff so you can get the best price, but also, you know, good quality. Oh yeah. yeah. I got the plug for that for sure. Good. Good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's good to hear. All right. Um, I mean, so what's, what's next? Like you said, you want a franchise, how soon or how soon do you think you can and how soon do you want to do it? So bro, I'm trying to franchise like tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just about, I've really still don't even know where to find those type of individuals that, you know, that are kind of like on the same type of time as me. It's almost like, People don't really want to take those kind of risks anymore, you know? And, um, you know, I'm going to different networking events and stuff like that, trying to just put myself in the room with people who may be like-minded on sure. time. But I, mean, I haven't really came across anyone that's really trying to take a risk. And I tell people to start small, you know, like this is a big pill to swallow, just jump into a fun place unless you have like the ultimate bag. But you can start with the fire truck. And one thing I don't do is I don't really... I don't sell people dreams, you know, like my name is more important than 
like me making a quick sale on you to the fire truck. Like I can show you the numbers behind this. Yeah. Why it's a good thing for you to do. And then kind of, we go from there. I don't really care to like, just get a fire truck sale because my name's worth more than any it's, amount of money I can make off that. And also you're thinking long-term, you're thinking about building something like that's going to last, not just mm-hmm. trying to get some quick bread off someone. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, the, that's a family generational business, bro. That's pretty fresh. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. It shit's crazy. The, uh, the thing that I wanted to say was, uh, what the fuck? It's that, you know, once you've, started something up on your own, whether that be, you know, like a rental property or, you know, your first small business, the gaming truck. I mean, when you're talking to people that have already done it, it's a little bit different, but when someone who hasn't made this type of risk yet, that first one is something that you have to totally convince yourself on. It's really hard to get sold on that. Usually once that first thing works out, which might require you to fail two or three times before that, you realize that it's just like, damn, if I can just find a formula or a model that works and work my ass off, like it, it actually could just keep working out. Like it's obviously there's unexpected problems that come along the way, but if you're the type of person that can, you know, take them in stride and then find a solution that at least gets you to the next thing. Sometimes it's just getting by some, but sometimes it's doing a little bit more than that. And yeah, I feel like that's just the entire part of the journey, but usually when that thing clicks, then you you don't want to stop. Like now you're trying to franchise tomorrow. Like you said, now you probably you stay up every night. You, like you can't even sleep thinking about it. You know. That's exactly what happened. I guess. Uh, what's like one one thing that you try to tell yourself or like constantly remind yourself when you're going through it? Like things are rough. You know, you, you have a f- few problems in front of you that you need to sort out before it's, you're like back in stride. Yeah, I um, I mean, bro, I'm just like. God fearing, you know, so like, I believe everything is God's plan. And I kind of like try not to let things knock me down. Like there's so many times, like I was like, almost ready to just throw in the towel. And like, I just look at everything I did. It's kind of like, I didn't come this far to only come this far type of thing. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, bro, that's pretty much it. Just kind of just constantly reminding myself that, you know, God has, really big plans for me and this isn't the end of the road because it, it could get tough like sometimes like you know me and my mom we we literally like cried together before like just because we couldn't figure it out you know what i'm saying so a lot of times it's just about um yeah just believing like i didn't come this far to only come this far it's a good way to say yeah you really sometimes just gotta dig deep there were you know times that throughout the past few years of me learning to invest that i've had those moments too where i was like holy shit this is so hard and i feel you know, really far. There are still times where now I feel far from the goal, but you know, when you're sitting there and you've already worked your ass off for like a extended period of time, and then you look back and you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm not it is near where I want to be. And things are really hard right now. Yeah, sure. It definitely gets emotional, but that's when you got to remind yourself why you're here and what you're doing it for. Definitely. Dope. I'm at, right. uh, it looks like we got two minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, but, I guess because because Zoom is going to end this in our faces, I guess we're going to have to wrap up soon. You want to ask um, one more question? Yeah, I mean, 40 minutes is usually what we like for an episode anyway. So. Yeah, but um, honestly, I, I'm really just like fascinated about your businesses. It's I find it really cool. 
Um, I guess one question that I need to know the answer to is uh, what are the, what are the demographics of people that you get in your fire truck? So um, it depends. You could go both ways with it. You know, I did a party for, a, for someone's 40th, like a woman's 40th. And she had like a stripper pole. Like I have a stripper pole in the middle of the fire truck. And like she had male strippers, like dressed as firefighters. But I also did six year olds party where, you know, you take the pole down or is that just like the fire pole? Like <laughs> nah, the fire pole just in there. Yeah. You know? So I kind of could go like both ways with it. Um, but as far as the demographics go, it's like it's endless almost like I'm hitting every segment. Damn That's man. awesome. Kids, women, men, like you. Did that, was that part of the plan initially or you kind of just went with it and you were like, all right, maybe I don't have to do just kids. I can also like make other money and other activities. Yeah, that's what ended up happening. Cause you know me, bro. Like, like I said, all my businesses are based around kids. So once I started like driving it around, adults were like, bro, can you rent this and get drunk and go to the city? I'm like, I mean, if you want, if like, you want, <laughs> yeah, that's how I should be. Going, bro. All right. I mean, all right. So now, now we're actually going to get booted, but, Thank you so much, Walter. That was awesome. And your businesses are dope. And I hope to hear about it again soon when you're when you're expanded or something like that. Maybe yeah. we'll 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 have to do this over again. Thank but you so thank much, you. bro. Yeah, I really appreciate I it. I got you guys personal, so just hit me up whenever you need me. We'll we'll chop it up. Sounds, Sounds good, good, bro. bro. Good right. luck with everything. Yeah. Right. Have a good night. Oh, well, uh, all right. Thanks again to Walter King for honestly such a fun episode. And um, I, I don't know. I feel like I got something out of that. Like he kind of inspired me. Um, but as always, you guys know where to find us at Black Box Podcast. No A in the Black on Instagram and Twitter. Black Box Podcast with an A in the Black on TikTok. I mean, if you're down, it would be it would be really big for us. If you could leave us a uh, an honest review on the podcasting platform of your choice, it would go a long way in helping us. But thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Peace.